providing you with the tools, knowledge, skills, and power to advance your career, grow your business, and build a better future for your community. We are the Tourism Academy. Welcome to Business Class. On this week's episode of Business Class from the Tourism Academy, Steve Ekstrom sits down to interview Pete Pantuso, the CEO of the American Bus Association. Pete gives his philosophy on how you should treat your customer. He shares some of his favorite travel memories as a kid, and he talks about one of the biggest risks he's taken. Let's get to the show. Here's your host, Steve Ekstrom. 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 Joining me today is Pete Pantusa from the American Bus Association. Pete, welcome to Business Class from the Tourism Academy. My pleasure. I'm excited to be here, excited to be with you and with your audience. You know, it, it, it's interesting. We build a lot of relationships in this business, and if I start to think about it, uh, I didn't have quite as much gray hair when we first met, close I to 20 hair. years ago. Right? I had hair 20 years ago. <laughs> Pray or not. I would take it all back. <laughs> now, your role kind of bridges two different industries. You know, one is the motor coach industry, the travel component. The other is association management. How do you, how do you describe that, that balance? But you, you hit it right on the head, and I appreciate the fact that you recognize that I'm in the association business because it's, uh, you know, a lot of our members travel, motor coach, tour operators, uh, all think I'm in their business. And and while I support their business and we do everything we can to help them, we, we don't know it like they do. They're in the middle of it day in, day out. And uh, and, and we are in the association business. And we're trying to trying to create, a, you used the term bridge. I think that's a perfect example, trying to create this bridge between these two worlds. You know, how does the association work and function as a business and then what does it bring to the customer, the client, who are all of the members from you know, every aspect of group travel and, and tour. So it's a, uh, it, it's a bit of a tightrope act once in a while, but, uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And, and the fact that we are able to help and support the entire industry is what's rewarding at the end of the day. How did you get your start? Oh, man, that, I, I don't think the program's going to last long enough. We can go way, way back. But, uh, I started out, when I was working in college, I started working in the state legislature in Pennsylvania. And then I went to the state legislature after that for a couple of years and worked as a staffer. And then got recruited by a company to be their lobbyist. And after a couple of years, came to D.C. and worked for the association that that company was a member of. It was in the glass industry. They made glass bottles and jars. And, uh, and I immediately fell in love with association work and and I loved serving the members I loved the business aspect of it I loved the government affairs part of it which I was which I was doing and you know over the years I worked for different associations picked up different skills and when I came to ABA I'd done almost every job function that there was from not only government affairs running meetings working in in membership working in communications you know, working with the budget and the finance. I'd done all of those pieces somewhere else. And uh, and I, I, I can tell you, honestly, I wasn't looking to work in the bus industry or the travel and tourism industry. I was looking to run an association. And uh, and I, I came here, and uh, and they, they haven't gotten rid of me yet for some reason. I'm not sure why. And 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 I, and I love what I do every single day. And that's, that's 
to God's truth. What is it about what you do every day that speaks to your your personal passions? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it is the helping people. I mean, I you know I grew up as a I was active in Boy Scout. We were helping people. I grew up. Uh, you know, in an environment where my family was always in social clubs, I mean, like the Lions Club, or, or my mother was a nurse, and, you know, just by, by their nature, they were helping people, and it was kind of instilled in us that that's what we would do. My sister, you know, for a long time worked for the Red Cross. Um, and so that, that ability to help and assist people in some function um, is, is what I get the most excitement from. And, and I, I would tell you this past week, one of the things we've been working on is helping our members, in particular the motor coach members, uh, get money from this new government program that we lobbied for all of last year and, and got the industry a couple billion dollars. And that program and the application process has just opened. So this week the calls have literally been you know, coming in day and night, people asking questions about their application and did they do it right and what should they put on it. And we're all fielding calls here, but I, you know, I, I love that part of it, to be able to at the end of the call, they, you know, I, I helped that person with something that they needed. In your time in association management and maybe even with ABA, what moment stands out to you as a moment when you were most proud of the work you were doing? Oh, wow. Wow, that may be a stump the band question. Um, if, yeah, I think I'd win a prize if I stump Pete. I think yeah, I think so. You know, there there are some very personal moments uh, when I've been able to help people with their individual careers or or help them with their life um, that stand out. Um, and there have been you know many 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 situations where you know the example I gave helping people you know fill out their application or. Uh, helping them, you know, decide what to do with their their business. I mean, and, and you know, I always preempt those discussions by saying, "Listen, I'm I'm not the expert. You know, talk to the experts in this field. But you know, I can give you what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, you know, based on the knowledge I've got at that time. Um, but I, I think those are the ones that I'm most proud about. I'm also proud about what we've built at the association and not, not what I've built or not what the staff has built, but we've, what we've all built. I mean, you've been a member and, and involved with ABA in the past for a long, long time as, as other members have. And it was really all of that involvement that took ABA from, from being something that was on the verge of collapse to being, I think, a first class travel tour motor coach association. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm very, very proud of that, but that's a collective effort. I mean, that's everybody pitching in and working on it to make it happen. And, and you know, when I first came here, and it's, it's, it's hard to believe it's going to be 25 years this year, you know, I can remember a long, long, long conversations with members on the phone or at meetings telling me what was wrong with the association and what needed to be fixed. And, you know, 90% of those things, they were right, and 90% of them we fixed. Um, just because they told us, and, it, and it's you know, it's not unlike anybody working in a hotel or a restaurant or, or or running a tour, running a bus company. It's it's about customer service. It's about listening to the customer, and it and it, I and I try to reinforce that with our staff over and over again. It, it's just about what's the customer want. You know, things change in the industry, ways of doing business change, people change. But at the end of the day, if we're not reflective of who the customer is and what they want, 
you know, we perish. And, and like any other business does, right? If you, you know, McDonald's starts serving, you know, cold hamburgers and, and lousy French fries, nobody's going to go there. So we've always got to make sure that, you know, we're serving what the customer wants. And if they want to switch from a burger to a McRib, we got to have a McRib for it, right? Same or if they don't want it, we get rid of it. But only every couple of years with a McRib. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, um, what's something that you wish you knew at the beginning of your career? Yeah, I, I, uh, maybe not something I, I wish I knew, but I wish I, I wish my predecessor would have been here. My predecessor passed away. He was the CEO of the association. He passed away at another travel show. And, and especially when I first came here, you know, there were things that I didn't know. I had never run an association before. I'd worked in them worked in three others and so I thought I knew you know how to run one I had my master's degree in in uh, nonprofit management from GW and I was ready to come in and, and grab the reins and and have at it uh, but there was always a time when I thought gosh I wish I could have asked him you know why he did it or or you know about this or about that or just you know something that would have guided me along maybe and helped me you know move a little bit quicker um, but we moved pretty fast and, and, you know, again, we did it because we listened to people. So, you know, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a blessing and a curse, both. but I wish I'd, I wish I'd have had that just to ask once in a while, Hey, what about this? How would you describe your, your business philosophy? Um, you know, it's interesting in associations, um, they talk about a, a servant leader, um, and, and I think that's what we are. I mean, not just me, but the, the rest of the staff or, and other associations as well. I mean, you, you, your job is to lead an industry, lead your members, lead your staff, but you're also a servant to the individuals that pay, pay the bills at the end of the day. And so that's sort of the philosophy we put in place here. The other philosophy is that, you know, because you were doing it yesterday, it doesn't mean we're gonna do it that way tomorrow. We may have been doing it the right way, but if we don't ask those questions, you know, we don't know. So it's always one of asking why, why, why. I saw somebody um, years ago had, had a, a, a story out about, you know, like five, I think it was like five levels of why, and just keep asking why five different times. You know, why do you do this? Well, because. Okay, well, why do you do that? Well, because. Well, then why do you do that? And so just continually asking that why question to make sure you're really down to the root of what you're doing and how you're doing it. And are you doing it the, the correct way or the better way to do it? Um, so th th that's the other part of it. And, you know, I had a I had a mentor, an association CEO that I worked for my second job in DC. And he was a tough taskmaster. And, but he encouraged me to go back to school. And he always, and he always instilled on all of the staff Two things you've got to you've got to do if you do nothing else in the association world. Number one is be respectful of the members' money. That was top his top of the list because they work hard for their money and they they are passing it on to the association for a service and and something that they are entrusting you with. So make sure you take good care of their money and spend it wisely. That was number one. And number two was, you know, make sure you, you take care of the members. Make sure you listen to them. Make sure you respect them as individuals. They've all got opinions. Uh, doesn't mean they're always right, but they all have opinions and they all want to be heard and they all should be heard. And and from those opinions, you know, he always described it as kind of like making 
you know, soup. You take a lot of different ingredients and by themselves, you know, some are bitter and some are too sweet. And, but when you put them all together, you've got this incredible soup. And that, that, that bringing that together, all those pieces together, is, is the other part of it. You know, making sure you get diverse ideas, different ideas, different philosophies. And, you know, make that soup better and better and keep tweaking it with those different ideas and different, different inputs from different people. I think it's important for everybody to, to find a mentor, whether the mentor knows it or not, <laughs> um, in the industry. And I, I know a lot of folks look up to you and, and look up to you for the work that you've done with ABA and, and um, the, the stability you've brought to the industry, especially through rougher times. What's the best piece of advice you, you've given? Uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be honest. I mean, you've gotta be completely honest. And I, I don't mean just honest to others, but you gotta be honest to yourself, right? About what your abilities are, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, and, and you've gotta be true to yourself, right? But you've gotta be honest. And that to me is at the top of the list. And, and again, it's, it's, it's not just about being honest to other people. It's not really taking a deep dive into, you know, what you do, what your business is, and you know, is your business going in the right direction? And does it need to change? But you've got to be honest about it when you look at it. You can't just say, "Yeah, it's it's working great," when in reality, maybe it isn't. You know, and and look at it in comparison to others. But that that honesty, I think, goes so far to helping individuals achieve not only who they are and what they are, but achieve what they want to achieve at the end of the day. And it may be something completely different than they're doing. But, but if they're not honest with themselves about what they really want, then, you know, then they're, they're not going to be happy and they're not going to be successful. Quick break to tell you about Group Travel Odyssey. Tour operators, do you ever lack quality service and support from your IT provider? Are you tired of entering the same system information over and over? Well, now is your chance to be part of the GTO community. Group Travel Odyssey is software and service that helps you effortlessly manage your group travel marketing, sales, operations, suppliers, and accounting. Visit grouptraveloddyssey.com to request a demo so you can personally experience our flexible software and service. Group Travel Odyssey, business without boundaries. Now back to business class with Steve Ekstrom. Work travel. We travel a lot for work. Yep. Not, in the last, your... not in the last year though. Uh, not many of us have in the last year, so <laughs> you're not alone in that. But um, I don't think I, I haven't been on a plane since February of uh, 2020. I, I think my first trip is coming up in a, in a few weeks. Well, I, I guess it's a good time to ask. You know, how has your view of of business travel changed? You know, for you personally, as yeah. the, as the traveler. Well, I mean, you know, business travel kind of. Sucks, right? I mean, in some ways, it's it's a it's a lot of work, right? You get to the airport early. You got to go through security. You got to take your shoes off. You got to, you know, maybe your plane's going to be late. That's that's why everybody should be traveling by bus because you don't have those issues. You don't have to get on the. You don't have to go through security. Be there an hour early. Be there when the bus rolls up and you can take off. Um, but I, I, you know, I think business travel is going to business travel is going to change forever going forward, right? The idea of hopping on a plane and going to a meeting, you know, for an hour in some city and then coming back home. I mean, this is what we're going to be doing from now on if, if we can. I mean, there's other opportunities where you've got to be together. 
and certainly, you know, when I look at it from an ABA perspective and I think about our marketplace and our, and our show, which obviously is a business show, bringing buyers and sellers together, you know, I think there are aspects of that that are going to change. I mean, we just had, I think, a, a very, very well done, really well done virtual trade show that happened in a virtual marketplace that happened uh, over two different weeks in May, at the end of May and the first part of, of this one, the first part of June. Um, you know, there are there are going to be people going forward that are going to say, "Well, I want I want virtual. That's all I want to do." Or, you know, others are going to say, "Well, I, I still want that face to face. It's important to me to look that person in the eye and know that you know they're going to take care of my customers." Um, so, and, and I think we're going to go through kind of an ebb and flow, and you know, it's going to it's going to change. It's not going to swing fast one way or the other. But we're going to have to we're going to find that balancing point over the next couple of years of what works best for everybody. And, uh, and and so that aspect of business travel, you know, business shows, are going to be are going to be morphing, and we're going to have to be prepared to make those changes again to serve the customer what they want. So that's business travel, you know, leisure travel. Yeah. For fun, when when Pete's not working, you know, what what's been your most memorable travel experience? Uh, you know, I'd I'd have to say they were as a kid. Growing up, and and a, and a, and sometimes I mean, listen. Everywhere I go, I I love what I see and the people I see, and you know the uniqueness of what's out there, right? That you you can't get anywhere else. I mean, there's some great little towns I've been to in this job and small cities, and in, in addition to you know iconic destinations. But um, you, you no matter where you go, you see something that you can't see anywhere else, and. That's what I remember about my growing up travel experience. My, my, my parents didn't have a lot of money. They were hardworking, um, and, and, but they always would take a, a week or two summer vacation somewhere. And in, in my early years, it was to an uncle that lived in Wisconsin one year and an uncle that lived in Florida the next year. And so we kind of go, you know, every other year would go to one uncle or the other. And, and my father was one of the most curious individuals and he always wanted to see something that we couldn't see in our little town. So I, re, you know, I can remember vividly going to Detroit, which, by the way, is the home of the 2023 marketplace, um, and and going and doing a factory tour at Ford and seeing the 1965 Mustang, which were the mm-hmm. first version of the Mustang. And I can remember being in Wisconsin um, at, with my my parents at my uncle's place. And on the way, my father stopping off to see a chicken farmer that he just happened to be driving by and he saw these big chicken barns and he wanted to know how chickens were raised. And so he'd go knock on the door and ask the farmer, hey, can we, and then pretty soon we'd be in the, you know, in the chicken pen with thousands <laughs> of chickens. And, and other times at a bean farmer, you know, growing green beans and we went to see paper mills and, you know, you, he was the guy that would go to the door and knock on the door and say, hey, you know, I, I've never seen a chicken. So it was that curiosity that was instilled in me growing up that, you know, I still have. And it's why I love, in, in, in part, the industry, because, you know, that bringing that, that real life experience to people through travel that wouldn't otherwise see it or touch it or even know it was there unless they had the opportunity unless they have the opportunity to see it on a on a group tour or a trip. I mean that's what that's what travel's all about. I mean, you know, I love going to the beach, I love going 
hunting. I love going, you know, for rides on my motorcycle if I got time on the weekend. It almost never happens anymore. But you know, I still get the biggest bang out of going and seeing something that I can't see anywhere else or that I've never seen before. You know, I had I, you know, reflect back when I first came to ABA. I had the opportunity to take my parents to the Rose Bowl and, and on a group on a group tour in the Rose Bowl parade. Um, and, you know, it was such a memorable experience because as a kid, I grew up, you know, in front of the TV watching the Rose Bowl parade with my parents every, you know, every New Year's Day. And, and we were there and my parents were there and they got to see it firsthand. They got to see the float, you know, the day before they were being put together. Those are, those are the kinds of memorable experiences that, you know, I'll take to my grave and never uh, one thing I found all travelers and, and a lot of people in the industry have in common is a lifelong learning. Yeah. You know, there is, we are curious creatures. It's why we yeah. want to see things we haven't seen and visit places we haven't been to and meet people we haven't met um, and, and hear their stories. So I appreciate you for taking the time to share a little bit of your story. And I end each episode with a card game. Okay. And, uh, but before I do, is there anything that you want to, that I should have asked you about? Oh, there are probably things you should have that I'm glad you didn't. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, I was just on the line with, uh, Heather from Grapevine, who was oh, definitely yeah. talking up the marketplace coming up, uh, this January. This January. We're, we're so excited to be going back. You know, we hit, we, we went there a couple times, kind of close, you know, a few years apart, but we haven't been there for about 10 years, I think. And, we're excited. It, I mean, it's a great destination, you know, and, and Heather and the whole Grapevine team, PW, their, their CEO and the, the rest of them, they're doing such an amazing job uh, of hosting us and, and hosting the travel industry. And Grapevine's such a great destination unto itself, you know, Christmas capital of Texas. You know, and it's another one of those places, I mean, how many people have flown in and out of DFW, which is in Grapevine, and, and never been to Grapevine? you know getting off the beaten path and smelling the roses if you will and being able to mm -hmm. experience that is so much fun it really is so um the card game is this i'm going to ask you to pick a number one to ten okay um seven okay. oh this is a good question what is the biggest risk you've ever taken? And if you had another chance, would you do anything differently? Oh. So the... Yeah, the, I, when I was 23, um, I wanted to run for county commissioner in our home county. There were three county commissioners, there were two openings that year. Um, and, and I was... I was running, I was raising money, and then I got a call from this this uh, glass company that said, hey, we want you to come and be one of our lobbyists. Would you like to do that? And uh, and I took the job because I think it paid 2000 more than the county commissioner. I mean, both, both jobs didn't pay much, but this one paid 2000 more. And I thought, oh, what a great opportunity, job security. Um, you know, the company, the company ended up, you know, almost going bankrupt and almost closing the doors after I'd been there a couple of years, which is why I came with their trade association. So if I had to do it again, I'd probably run for the county commissioner job and, you know, probably, probably, hopefully would have been in politics somewhere. Very interesting. Well, Pete, I appreciate you joining me here in business class and I look forward to seeing you 
on the road. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Take a course, train your people, teach what you love, promote your products. Donate today at tourismacademy.org, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. The Business Class Podcast is produced by Stephen Gross and powered by Group Travel Odyssey. Group Travel Odyssey consolidates human resources, marketing, sales, tour operations, tour accounting, supplier management, and on-the-road management in one convenient, easy-to-use package. Improve your team's efficiency with continuously updated supplier information and pricing right at your fingertips. Group Travel Odyssey. Business without boundaries.